watch like an actual Charlie Chaplin movie in Charlie Chaplin class. Mm -hmm. Because what we do is we watch them and then we have to come to class and like so we can discuss them, but that never happens because either people are too scared to talk or nobody's watched the movie. But this week we were supposed to watch The, Gr the Great Dictator. In I watched the first 15... Have you ever seen it? Nope. I watched the first 15 minutes of it, said this is the greatest thing that's ever been created and stopped watching it to try and convince Jesse to let us watch it in class because I would like to actually have a good discussion about it and... I'd, it'd be so nice. And he had just told us in another class, like, you have to watch movies or you have to, like, do justice to the medium at which you're intaking media. So, like, if you're watching a movie, you need to watch a movie on a big screen because it was intended for a big screen. You need to watch it with an audience, with a lot of people, because it was intended to be watched with other people. And you need to have no distractions. Why are you changing my levels? Yeah, because you're not super close to the microphone. I don't know why it's just picking you up quiet. You want me to just talk like this now? Like right in front of me? Sure, that works. Okay. I can't move out here then. I'll stay out here. I mean, here. you could probably do that, but... How does it sound if I'm out here? Same. Really? I mean, the same as it was before. Like quiet? Ish. Well, then turn it up. What I did. Why, then you yelled at me for turning it up. Well, I wanted to know what you were doing because you clearly weren't paying attention to my story. I was paying attention to your story, but also checking levels, but... but uh, unrelated what were you talking about uh-huh <laughs> bitch <laughs> trying to convince jesse to let us watch the great dictator in class but the thing is is if we watch it in class it's a two-hour movie and it's two-hour class so we'd literally only be able to actually watch the movie we wouldn't be able to have a discussion about it afterwards anyways i gave him like all of my arguments and uh, he said he'd think about it that's Jesse talk for no. But I feel like he's going to say yes because I really put myself out there. Like, I've never asked for anything. I feel like I don't. Like, okay, I go to Jesse and I ask him for, like, mental support because <laughs> I'm dying all of the time. But, like, I've never asked him specifically, like, hey, can you do this for a class because I want to learn better. That's true. So maybe. I feel like he's going to be like, oh, like, one of my students actually cares about the class that I'm teaching. Like, maybe I should try to incorporate yeah, that. You, you, you care about every class. I do care about every class. I'm going to get a B in my artist storytelling class, and it's making me so sad. Why are you getting a B? Because I haven't practiced my story. Jesse's going to... You have to keep this in, because Jesse, I have to present it tomorrow, and he's going to hear this a week from now. I did not practice that story <laughs> at all. I We're recording this on Wednesday, um, the 14th. I present tomorrow. I do not have a story ready. Just letting you know. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And I'm sure he's laughing out loud at that. No, he's 100% going to know after I present it. And so when he hears this, he's going to be like, yeah, I knew you didn't practice that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not a surprise to me. But no, I'm going to get a bad grade on that. And then I, I'll, I'll just get a B. So I'm not going to fail the class. But getting a B is like failing the class. You know what we should do? What? Put our phones on silent. Anyway, this is Media <laughs> for the Intellectually Impoverished. I'm Taylor. I'm Randy. This is the podcast that... Enriches your media ochre lives. All right. So... This week... We're talking about... Westerns! <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. Those are guns. Randy's actually dead canonically. <laughs> <laughs> I've shot her eight times in the chest. <laughs> Randy's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> You're now speaking to Randaloni. <clears throat> the mob boss. The mob boss. <laughs> All right, Randy, why don't you start us off? Because I think I've started like the past three episodes. No, or you have not. But I was going to start anyways. Okay, fine. You I, start. I did decent research. I did okay research. Okay, well, I did better not, research. You so. definitely did, but you always do better research. Uh, that's a lie. That is, is it? Yeah. Like Last week was not great. They know. <laughs> they know they were here they were yeah i know it's okay okay so we're talking about westerns and it's obviously a genre so i thought the first thing that we could discuss is like what makes a western <gasps> i have that too i actually that was the first thing i thought of was like Whoa. how do you define it well yeah do you want to you should tell yours so. i'll go first wait what you, if i go first okay i thought you wanted me to go first but i don't know I have, i'm indecisive i feel like i'm the one who always does the definition so it'd be a nice change of pace if you did the definition yay, yay. Woohoo! I can be I can be intellectual. Really? Oh my! <laughs> Total tangent. <laughs> tangent. Oh but, no! But today, um, Josh sent out a tweet today that was like, I, I wish there was such a thing as the media for the intellectually, um, like, 
competent. (laughs) (laughs) I responded done. And then I changed the name of the Twitter to medium and intellectually competent. And I changed the banner and the profile pic. And I just scratched out intellectual (laughs) and wrote competent. And it's been that way for like 12 hours now. It's so funny. That's perfect. (laughs) Damn it, I wish we had more followers who could appreciate that. That was was so funny. Um, I think we have like 12 followers, and most of them are just people that we know. No, we have, no, not to complain or not to say anything bad about the people we do have following us. Thank you so much. We love it. Yeah. um, We have more followers on Instagram. We're just making this tangent even longer. Like, people keep, like, I get a notification every time somebody follows us on Instagram. In the past, like, five people that have followed us are people that I do not know. I, okay, good. I don't know them either. Okay. Wow, we're reaching people. Yeah, it's That's great. crazy. I love it. Um, maybe it's our Arizona peoples. It's our Arizona peoples. You Arizonians. Can <laughs> can that be the name of, of, of our people? Arizonians? Yeah. <laughs> I like fellow intellectuals, though. That's too much, though. We need, like, a cute... Not cute. Maybe cute. Just little, like... Just, like, a little nickname. Like a... We... we um. I feel like Arizonians, or whatever you said... Arizonas? Arizona's is like it's not inclusive but that's the bit though I know that's the bit (laughs) but I feel like we have bits for everything we need to be serious when it comes to our fans what about smarties smarties (laughs) I kind of like that yeah okay smarties okay smarties what's up smarties that's the thing that's it now that's it yeah we decided right here now right here right right here right now this just in if y'all are, if y'all don't like it, too bad. You're too smarties. bad. If you, if you don't like it, then please tell us on social media. Please, we'll, we'll change it. <laughs> yeah, we'll change it. Like, just, we hate rejection. <laughs> but it's so true. <laughs> um, yeah, you were. We we're getting new people because we're both connected to the Instagram on our phones, just because it's easier for me to find the posts when she puts them up because I like to look at them. Um, because they're funny. <laughs> Some of them, I'm I'm really proud of the one where we fired, where I fired, um, Greg. Greg. Oh God. Who, who's Greg? <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> but he doesn't work here anymore. He doesn't, doesn't work here. That was the whole bit. That's like, so funny. I thought it was funny, and then the hashtags I put. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good when you told me that it, it was like okay. I'm like, but it was. That was my favorite one. I might have been busy and just been like, great, and then yeah. moved on. Yeah, it's okay. Oh. I worked hard on that one, but it's okay. Okay, back back to it. Okay. Westerns. Westerns. What are Westerns? Great. Let you me have do, to, you're the definition. The I'm going to do a definition. So Westerns. I'm going to um, check it off if you hit that. I got three main things on mine. Okay, so, Four West, main things. We, so Westerns, uh-huh. um, their common characteristics uh-huh. include cowboys. Uh-huh, you got one. Like bad guys, like uh, outlaws, criminals, bandit, bandits, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lawlessness of an area. So like a you know like a like a viewpoint of the lawlessness and there being some sort of lawlessness mm-hmm. in the area. Okay, um, okay, yes. Sheriffs, Native Americans, uh, like you know settlers, the Oregon Trail, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some references to the Civil War, um, ranches, saloons, shootouts, duels, revenge is a big theme. Oh, I forgot shootouts. You forgot shootouts, and then and railways. That was a big point that I wanted to make in mind, but. Oh, um, railways, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, vast wilderness or landscapes and stuff. Okay. That's the that's the things that I've got. So the four main things that I, like, broke it down into, because I feel like when you say Western, people have a pretty good idea of, like, what a Western is. They can immediately picture it in their minds. But So what I wrote was that it takes place in the late 1800s or early 1900s. Mm-hmm. It's, like, typically, like, during or after the Civil War. There are, like, underlying tones of war where it comes to like the civil war or like battles and arguments wars with the native americans or with mexicans mm-hmm. um and then there's an outcast and then it takes place in the western united states on the, like the the west part yeah the west part you know where california is and all of them and like yeah. texas because texas was kind of like being colonized is it not colonized but like it's just being like expanded to like the yeah. united states it's the time when the united states was expanding further further west yeah and it was like the the well kind of it, it was i guess you could say it starts in that era um because when you think about it, like there's people in california it's as people were m- moving further west well i mean we already expanded all the way to california before the civil war 
Did we? Yeah, because we had a civil war. No, but the civil... Yeah. No, the civil... Yeah? No. Yeah. No. You're going to look it up and you're going to be wrong. No, we're going to have to put another point. We're going to have to put another point on Taylor's side. No. <laughs> yeah, my points. I'm going to be drowning in points. <laughs> Did you just look <laughs> it up and lose? It was founded in um, 1850, and the Civil War happened in um, 1860. So, Boom! What was the last... Oh, like Hawaii or Alaska was like the last one to join. Yeah, what was, was the last continental state to join the United States? Oh, it was like something weird. It was something you wouldn't expect. It was like Ohio or like North Dakota or something weird like that. What was the last continental state to join? Alaska. No, continental. Continental. Come on, Goog. But the smarties know. Oh, 100% the smarties know, because they're the smart ones. If they don't, they'll figure it Delaware out. Delaware was the first one? Wow, I didn't know that. This is the first one? Yeah. That's what it says here on the whole list. What's the what's the 48th one or something? That's what we'll look for, the 48th one. Yeah, the last two were Alaska and Hawaii. Arizona was the last one, because you're going into Mexico. Remember, all of that was Mexico? That's true. And then we brought that down. Yeah, it's where we got New Mexico. Yeah. Because it's... New Mexico was, yeah, so the last couple ones are... Wait, are you telling me that crazy. Arizona mm -hmm. are Arizonians? Our Arizonians were the last ones to join! Well, think about that, guys. Look at that full circle, and we're only 20 minutes into recording. Oh, we have to stop. Never mind. But the last ones, it's... Someone dropped something. It's strange because it goes Wyoming, Utah, which are, like, very, like, northern states. Oklahoma. It could have been that they were, they were, like, we had the land, and then they just sort of, you know gerrymandered it to be a, a state so we did not have all of the states so okay the timeline that okay so i set the timeline of like the late 1800s and the early 1900s right okay so alaska and hawaii are out because they were they came in the 60s in 1960s that's crazy yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's that's when the civil rights movement was right? going on right that's crazy okay but no so this so the ones that we have I don't want to read all of them before, but like, so right around the time, like, so, um, California, Minnesota, Oregon, Kansas, those were the ones that I'm talking about. Like specifically, those were like the, the middle of the eight, not 18th century, 19th century, uh, when like the Westerns was. So we just got those States. Sick. Kansas. Texas was in 1845. We should know that. Should we? Being from Texas. I mean, I feel did like... Did you not take, like, Texas history or government? Yeah, I did take Texas history, but what... what You know what's weird to me? Is that, like, I think about it sometimes. I'm like, people that didn't live in Texas didn't take Texas history. history. What did they talk about? See, okay, no, this is what I'm, I was just about to ask. We take Texas history... Does other states take the history of their states? Because yeah, what's I, going on in Rhode Island? Because I don't think so. Do you know, you told me, or somebody told me, that we're the only ones that pledge allegiance to the Texas flag? Nobody I believe else? that is true, and I think the reason for that being is Texas was an official country before it. It's the, oh, only, okay. it's the only state that I believe voluntarily joined um, the continent, the U.S. Oh, okay. Um, we could have been our own country. Who we let were. that happen? We were our who, own country. Who, who, Sam Houston. Damn it, Houston. Or Stephen F. Austin or one of those guys. <laughs> Sam Houston. Damn it, we could have been our own country. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. Very small country. Well, actually, there no. are smaller countries yeah, that's than true. Texas. I, I just thought about the fact we that we fit Texas... over like half of Europe. Yeah, <laughs> we could be a country. That wouldn't be a problem. Easily. Okay, westerns. Okay. Okay. Great, great, great. We have a we have a consensus of like what a western is. Okay. Do we? I think so. We cowboys. both said we both said cowboys. I said outcasts. I yeah, I kind of get that. I mean, because you know. that's what you also said because you also said like criminals and yeah, like, like gunslingers and like Yeah, and... so I say outcasts. Yeah, okay. All right. Um I said um war. There's underlying term themes of war, uh expansion into the west, which I guess is wrong because we had already colonized. Yeah, we colonized already this, we had already expanded, expanded. to the west. Yeah. So I was wrong about that. Um point for Taylor. Point for Taylor. Um and then yeah, it has cowboys and gunslingers and um, pew, 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 pew. Indians, uh, Native Americans, uh, and Mexicans. Okay, so I'm going to talk about mine. We, me and Taylor actually were able to watch this movie together because I forced him to. I wanted to watch a movie with people and then all of my friends backed out. So. That was that was kind of mean of them. 
I'm you, not gonna lie. Oh no, you're being sarcastic because I was a little, I was a little hurt, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, because like I, I don't there no, there. there. I get it. People are busy, and I get it because you guys asked me like to hang out, and I'm I'm busy too. Like we are, our schedules are just kind of off. But like that was the first time that I had talked in the group chat for like months, and I was like, hey guys, I'm back. Does anybody want to watch a movie with me? And everyone was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even respond. I just responded to you personally because like I don't like talking in group chats very yeah. often. Um, but like and you were like you were like hey did, why didn't you respond to the Fine, group chat? Yeah, and I was like oh I have all of my group chats muted. I was but because I knew I could count on you. I was like if nobody else shows up, I know Taylor will show yeah, up. Yeah, I showed up. I showed up like fifteen minutes after Late, you started yeah. it. It's I okay. I don't even remember what I was doing before that. But you were watching anime. I was. I was watching That's anime. That's why you... And then you were like, I'm going to come after this episode. And then after you, the episode finished, you were like, but it ended on a cliffhanger, so I had to watch one more episode. Okay, but to be fair, to be fair, I still made it there only 15 minutes That's late. It's very true because I didn't start it. So Chris was also in there and I had like... I walked in and he asked me what I was doing or how I was doing and I was like, oh, I'm doing good. Like, I'm going to try and watch a movie in here. Um, and then I just kind of sat there for a couple of minutes and he's like, I thought you were going to watch a movie. And I was like, yeah, I wanted to watch a movie with friends i'm waiting for friends and he's like why don't you just watch it alone like you like i watch movies alone all the time and i'm like you're right i mean but like that's good on chris for having (laughs) (laughs) for having the courage to do that because i am clearly a self-conscious person and could not go into a public place because it was in one of our rooms, mm-hmm. a public place, and then decide to watch a movie by myself purely on the fact that some random person could walk in and see me sitting by myself watching a movie. And then I walked in and saw you sitting by yourself watching a movie and I was like, whoa, someone's. And you thought that was cool? No, I think that's embarrassing. No, I, I saw it and I thought, wow, someone looks stupid. Oh my God. <laughs> Because I saw you and you were just like lounged across the couch watching a movie and I looked around and at first I didn't see any, anyone there because I don't, I think Chris was there. I think in there. Chris had walked out. But maybe or... he'd walk, something like that. And like I was just sitting there and it was just you laying there watching a movie and I was like, wow, you look sad. Yeah. Anyways, Western, Western movies. Okay, so we watched uh, News of the World. Which it came out in 2020. It stars Tom Hanks. Tom Tanks. Tom Tanks. We talked about it in class, and they kept saying Tom Hanks, and I, under my breath, every time I was like, Tom Tanks. (laughs) (laughs) And I was laughing to myself, and like people were obviously staring at me, and I was just, Tom Tanks. It's just Tom Tanks. Okay, but I. Tanks. Thomathan Tanks. Okay. Oh, what was the last one I said? Thomathan Hanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, a little synopsis of it is Captain Jefferson Kidd, played by Tom Hanks, has spent the past five years traveling around Texas sharing both the sad and uplifting news of the world. One day he comes upon a 10-year-old girl who's lost her only home and decides to help her find a new one. Well, it's okay if you didn't listen to that because you actually watched the movie. Yeah, I watched the movie. I was listening too. But <laughs> no, I, you, you. I mean, you just gave like the. I, I was expecting you to go further into the story, Mm-mm. but like, you, yeah, that's very much the surface level. Yeah, surface that's level. like the very like first fifteen minutes of the yeah, movie. The, the part that I missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So the way that I have this laid out is what a typical. So I have a little chart. What a typical Western has based on the things that I said, and then um. Like, how this movie, like, did that, but also, like, put their own little spin on it. Yeah, because the main character isn't a cowboy. No. Um, he's he's a newsreader, mm-hmm. which I didn't really think about ever being a profession, but, it like, it made sense. That's so cool. That's definitely what I would have done in the 1800s. A Western, the first thing, does it take place in the West? Uh... I think so. It's Texas. Yeah, it's Texas. So. Pretty much. And it's beautiful. Like, the, the cinematography of it was so good and the wide open spaces. I just want to be there. And this is something that I was thinking about with a Western. How, and this is something that you, we kind of brought up as we were watching it about how we wished or you wished you could be a cowboy. What is? What do you think that's about before I go into what I think that's about? Why do you think you want to be a cowboy? You know, just like, it's, it's just, that. Uh, just for like 
shits and giggles like i don't know yeah, well i mean like every ki- i think every boy at some age is like cowboys yo why do you well, cowboy why every boy at some age is like boom cowboys and that's the only thing you think about for a while mm-hmm. um and, and, and it's just that romanticized idea of being like a, a cowboy like shooting like walking into a saloon with the spurs going um, and then, like, sit down at the table and be like, slide me a tequila. And they slide you a tequila. I don't think it's the you boy. You cannot <laughs> order a drink. That is not what you do. I want a tequila. <laughs> give me a tequila. <laughs> but it's like a 10-year-old boy. So it's like, give me a tequila. <laughs> um, and then he gets the tequila, and then he drinks it down, and then he's like, boom. And then you go and play <laughs> poker, and then your friends are like, you're cheating. And you're like, no, I'm not. And then you punch him. And then you start a bar fight, and there's honky-tonk piano music still playing. And then you throw someone out of a window, and then you leave on your horse. Mm -hmm. And then you ride away on your horse to your friend Indian, who has been gathering herbs to create dinner with. But then you go hunting for, like, pheasant, and then you get the pheasant, Mm -hmm. and then you and your Indian friend cook the pheasant, and you eat the pheasant. And then you get a letter from a woman very far away who says she misses you and would like to marry you. And then you're like, I can't. I'm a cowboy. And then you ride <laughs> off into the distance and then you rob a train. I'm a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it's 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 a romanticized idea. Yeah, it's just that idea of like, well, living in the West, you know, just being your, your, your typical hero cowboy. See, but that's the thing, though, is because you wouldn't actually... I don't think anyone would actually want to live in the West. Yeah, I mean, when you think about the the technology that we, that we had then and how primitive it is. No, yeah, you have to like if nobody today knows how to kill and make their own food. Like, well, but maybe it, some people do, but what? like city kids like us don't. Yeah, we don't have. Yeah, and like you had to make fires to stay warm, mm-hmm. and like you had to take care. How do you take care of a horse? Where do you get money? <laughs> what do you, Where do you get a horse? Where do you get a horse? Where does that come from? The guy in the movie, he broke his carriage. How do you get a new carriage? Is it like buying a car? Does it does it does its value like go down fifty percent as soon as you ride it off the lines? <laughs> does the same thing happen with horses? Is buying a horse like buying a car? Can you rent it for a little, a little bit? bit? Yeah, like test it out, make sure it's a good horse. <laughs> Can I trade in my horse to get 50% off of that horse? This one's a little wonky. He leaned to the floor. <laughs> the steering is a little off. <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. That was so dumb. I don't know why that made me so happy. But no, so nobody would want to actually live in the West. Maybe some people, but I could not live in the West. I like the romanticized idea about it, about having like being a cowboy or like a cowgirl or whatever and doing my own thing and not being pushed down by capitalism and society telling me what to do. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That was the other thing that I was thinking about. When did Westerns become a thing? And I thought, oh, after like the early, like after the late 1800s when they could then make movies about that time. Yeah. Um, I don't think they were classified as Western. No, maybe I don't they think were. so yet. No. Maybe, maybe they were because just think about like life in the East, Northeast. Mm-hmm. Like it was vastly different than life in the, in West. the West. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you know, when was the? It's a good good thing to figure out. It was maybe the Smarties know when was the first sort of instance of a Western genre? In I would assume it'd be in books first before translating to movies, but film was becoming. That was in, the time. I mean, film started in like the late late 1800s. I'm talking about like 18 like 95 or something. Yeah, like, like right before the turn of the century. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it sort of picked up around the 30s after the depression. Yeah, I mean there was plenty of movies before the 30s. Yeah, but but like Hollywood became sort of a thing in the 30s and 40s. Bigger, yeah, yeah, and more institutionalized That's and things I, yeah. like that. Um, okay, I had expansion, but we kind of took out the expansion because the United States was already. But I, I want to talk about that because there was when um, Kid, I'm going to call him Kid because I like that name better than Jefferson. Cause that was Captain Kid. Captain Kid. Um, 
he, he stops at this town and it's very like I don't know what the word is for. I want to call it capitalism, but it's not capitalism. It's like this this weird like dictatorship as like there's this one like head guy who has all of these other like it's a monopoly. It's a monopoly, yeah, but I guess it's a monopoly. He has all of these other like townspeople like working for him and doing exactly what he says and he's like what is it called when he's like the media like he's not giving them all of the information like he's um very biased i guess i can't figure out the word censoring censoring that's the word he's censoring the media and so like he's making his town like the greatest town and no other town can compete with them because they're the best and it's just trying to keep like the workers happy and working and that's what i was thinking about like expansion that just shows like the like industrialism like starting to like come about and even how like back then it was seen as like a bad thing and like yeah it was i mean maybe not i mean it was definitely like a a shift and there's always media is always gonna you know be pushing it against a shift Um, true i guess and but yeah there's definitely something to be said about like the that specific instance because in the story he goes to this town and you're talking about the the town with the bison yeah yeah so not bison buffalo 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 is there different i think there's a difference anyway um, so if you didn't know, Buffalo used to roam around America everywhere, everywhere, apparently. Um, but in this town specifically, they were, um, like killing Buffalo on mass mm-hmm. for like goods. Yeah. So like their pelts, their horns, their skulls. Their meat. I did see that they were selling their meat, which made me feel better about it because I thought that they were literally just taking the hides off of them and then leaving the rest of the buffalo. Like, mm-hmm. anyways, I'm sure they had to do that a little bit. I'm sure they did, but that but. just it, it makes me feel better that they like that those animals, whether whatever you believe, I uh, they used the entire animal. Yeah, not, than, it wasn't going to waste. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then in this, it's like very chaotic. Mm-hmm. That so what happens is is Captain Kidd who is who's you know Tom Hanks he um goes to read the news and the guy's like you need to read this news and he hands mm-hmm. him the news that he wrote or he had his people wrote um and Captain Kidd's like okay and so he's like I have a story from my own newspaper mm-hmm. and then he starts telling a story of how these people that were sort of going through the same stuff that they were in like a coal town yeah and a in mining, mining town. Yeah, mining town. Um, how they pushed back up against the the sort of dictatorship of the area, the oppressors. Yeah. Yeah, and then they like overthrew that mm-hmm. and sort of made things better. And that guy was not happy about that. Yeah, no. And it was so it was very tense and chaotic because mm-hmm. granted the story is not uh, really about him telling stories in a sense. It is it's more about sort of the relationship in the, between him and the kid that he finds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's the, the, the telling the stories adds layers to it mm-hmm. on top of that because that's what sort of brings them together is this idea of stories mm-hmm. and telling stories because they both really enjoy that. Um, but in that scene, it's very tense because like he's split up from the little girl and then things get very, very chaotic and you're like, oh, oh, what is no, he going to do? Yeah. And we can talk a minute about just how much, how well shot that scene was because we both said as soon as he like walked into town because there's a moment before he gets into town where he's talking to like the head guy as soon as you walk into town you like we the audience felt anxious like something like wasn't right here something not good is going on and that has a lot to do with the atmosphere that they created within the film and so the light was very orange very like unnatural kind of like almost on fire like oh like everything was almost on fire it was nighttime and so that made everything more like it, it held emphasis on the orangeness the shots suddenly became very tight very up close and personal and um there was constantly there was never like a clear frame of tom hanks anymore there was always a bunch of people yeah. around him in the foreground in the background and around the little girl as well because as they get separated i feel like that also caused tension because up until now we're like he's been protecting her he needs to stay by her to keep her safe and then suddenly they're split up and you think oh no something's gonna happen to her because he's not watching her anymore he has to like tell the the news and she's also surrounded by a bunch of people. And by this time in the story, we've already seen some men try and go after her to try and like buy her or steal her for their own like nefarious purposes. Yeah, to sell her or, like 
like sex trafficking. Yeah. And so in this town of like workers of other men, that kind of that that uh, fear comes back that someone could just grab her and take her away. And I think that all added into the tension and the anxiety that we felt. Yeah, yeah. What else does it fits in fits into the Western idea? Was that the last piece to expansion? Oh no, I have more. Hit me. Um, the Lone Ranger. He's a Lone Ranger. He's a, he's an outcast, and I will defend this. He is an outcast. He's he he's not. He used to live in San Antonio, and then I'm not gonna spoil what happens. But he used to live in San Antonio. Um, and then he he begins traveling around. He no longer has like a home, like a place that he can stay. He's not the outcast. In societal standards, there's no, like, society, there's no really city except for the city that we just talked about where they won't let him in because he's a criminal or because he's, like, a bad guy or he's done all these bad things. He's an outlaw, but he is an outcast. He doesn't feel like he has a home, really. He can't go back to San Antonio. And so he's been hopping from place to place for five years. Um, And... He also has his own like sense of justice, which I think is another thing that outcasts in westerns typically have. They have like they're they they ha- I it I don't know what it's called, but they have this like it's westerns are very based in like morality and like what is what does it mean to be civilized? What does it mean to be uncivilized? What does it mean to be good? What does it mean to be bad? Like you can do bad things for the right reasons and all of these things. And he does that as well. And we can see from the specific scene with the town, like he does have a very strong sense of what justice is that people should have, should be able to make their own decisions and shouldn't be oppressed by the bigger corporations, by these bigger dictators and the industry and things like that. And so he obviously has this and he's trying to spread that. He's trying to make this, this, this justice, this like liberation within these types of cities. Yeah. It's really, um, I'm sorry. I had an existential crisis in the middle of that where I was like, I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, like that, 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 that tracks. It's very mm-hmm. much like Westerns because cowboys follow like a moral code. Yeah. You know, there are things that you do and don't do. Like you don't hit women. You don't do these things. Mm-hmm. And like it, typically the protagonist of a Western story has like a really good moral code. He might be like an out law but he might have a really good code and be an outlaw and mm-hmm. like he'll beat up people that hurt women and you know it's it's see but he's still that's the thing though he's still beating up people so he is like he's doing bad things but for the right reasons mm-hmm. right and so but he's purely doing like good things to help the people to help society but it's the bigger like corporations and things that are saying that he's bad yeah it's not just that it's just the, it's the fact that he doesn't have he doesn't feel like he has anywhere to go. Yeah, he doesn't have a home. Because in the story, he's he's very much just like going. Like he just mm-hmm. moves, he and just that's moves. what mm-hmm. that's what he does. Is he moves, mm-hmm. um, and he's just like he's moving from place to place. Is not he doesn't settle down anywhere, um, even at the the end of the story. But but it's painted in a different light at the end of the story yeah. because of the events of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely from the the first half of the movie, it's just very much. Um, just like like you said, a lone ranger. Like mm-hmm. he's, he might be with someone, but he's still by himself. Yeah, in society, he's just doing his thing. Exactly, and so that's just what I. I that's, so those are my main things. Like those are the typical things that like make a western, and that's what I really enjoyed about this film. How it kind of like skewed those things or really pushed the boundaries of a western. I mean, it's very. It looks like a western, and it, the time place really makes it a western. But it's playing with the types of characters and the archetypes that we've seen typically in a western. It, it, it played with that, and I think that's what's really interesting. And we hear all the time that, like, or at least I've been hearing recently in what feels like all of my classes, that there are no new stories. There's, like, the, all everything that's been written has already been written, and you can only rewrite things at this point. And that's such bullshit. That is... I agree. That is such bullshit. There are so many more stories to tell. There's... Okay, here's the thing, though. There's There's, like... I, I've done research on this and I can't go through it all, but there are like 32 basic stories that all stories that you've ever heard can be put into one of those 32 categories. But in the same vein, there's like 32 different, 
I don't know. But like, then from those 32 different things, you can then find each little aspect of that type of story and then push that to its boundary to where you create, you almost create a new story. What I'm saying is that, yes, I agree with you that, like, there are new stories to tell. There are different ways to tell stories. But you're always going to have that basic foundation, I think. What you can do is you can put your own spin on these kind of stories. You can make your own message. You can put yourself into it because ultimately that's what's unique. The stories aren't unique themselves. They all basically have the same premise. If you think about a story in general, all stories start off fine. There's an inciting incident and then there's a conflict and a resolution. That's all stories. There's only so much you can do with that pattern of story. And so... What makes it unique and what makes it different is the way that you tell it because you are your own unique person. There's nobody out there in the world that is just like you. Yeah. Um, and that's why, I, I mean, and I get that, that there's different types of stories, and but I don't think in any way, shape, or form has every story been told because think about it. There is, what, 8 billion people yeah. on the earth. Every single one of those people's mm-hmm. persons has a unique story that is eight billion stories okay. that are different from each other but in all of human history we've been telling stories before we could write and what do you mean and, and that, i mean you don't think i don't know when humans were with the timeline is how long we've been around but you don't think in that amount of time that eight billion stories could have been told we've clearly but, had more than eight billion humans if you take everybody that's ever been born in human history, it's way more than 8 billion. And you're telling me that in all that time that not every single story has been come up with? I don't think so because like as time evolves, so will stories. Okay. New stories will come about. Uh, I'm talking about Red Dead Redemption 2. The best cowboy game in the West. The little bit that I did watch was incredible, and I usually don't like those types of games, uh, and I really want to play it now. It is so good. It is so technically adept. Mm -hmm. It's so very, very fleshed out, Mm -hmm. and I will talk about that. But to start off with, Red Redemption 2 is the story of um, a cowboy named Arthur who is in a group of outlaws at sort of the end of like the era of cowboys. So like late, late 1800s. Mm-hmm. Um, and their, their band of outlaws is realizing like, you know, it's time for us to move on from being outlaws. We need to just one final heist and then it'll, it'll be over and then we'll, we'll settle down. Well, one thing leads to another and they keep doing more heists and more heists. And uh, eventually, you know, the plot must thicken as um, Arthur seems to doubt whether or not this is the end of his cowboying mm-hmm. life. Um, so uh, in that, it, it, it's a very intricate story. It, it fits the Western. It's got cowboys. It's got outlaws. It's got train heists. It's got all sorts of things. It's got fighting the elements. It's got, you know, anything. anything this is the quintessential Western story. Yeah, but what I think really makes it interesting and different is that it's talking about the end of, like, the cowboy age, which... I don't. Maybe I haven't watched enough westerns, but that's a very new concept to me. That's true. It's it's because um so like, it's during the Reconstruction uh, after the Civil War has sort of started and and finished mm-hmm. basically. We're at the end of the Reconstruction era before the turn of the century. Mm-hmm. Um and so like, cowboys are still around, but it's it's like they're given a very different view. Right, so because there's sheriffs now, there's there's institutionalized police, oh. um, and so it's different because you can't like there's not just cowboys everywhere that are fighting other cowboys. It's cowboys and the police, mm-hmm. and so like it, it's it, it has a different vibe to it than just being your typical cowboy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're pushed to like the the edge of society, and they're stuck sort of doing their thing and trying to you know plan out one last heist um and that's sort of the downfall is that like they need one more heist and all that stuff and yeah so it's got a lot of um like themes of revenge right so the 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 main group of outlaws that you play in are trying to get revenge on this other 
group of cowboys that push them out of town and then um like your main character tries to your no not your main character the leader of the group tries to get revenge on this one guy um and he does it in a really brutal way and that like sort of changes the tides of how you how Arthur the, the character you play thinks about things uh there's you know it's 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 ripe with revenge there's a whole bunch of subplots and small stories along the way um but the big thing big things that I want to talk about is um so outlaws right so you play as an outlaw you can be a good cowboy outlaw you can be a bad cowboy outlaw um so cuz there's like this honor scale right so the the more heroic cowboy stuff you do, the higher your uh, your cowboy scale goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cowboy scale. Hey, your good points. Good you're, points. Your you're, good boy points. Yeah, your good cowboy points. <laughs> um, and the, you know you do things that are illegal, or you kill people unprompted. <laughs> um, you kill people for the wrong reasons. You get bad cowboy points. Bad and, boy points. Yeah. So depending on whether you, or not you are a good cowboy or a bad cowboy, will change the ending of the game. Um, which I, I've always loved, like, you know, choices matter kind of stuff. And it's very intricate because there are some choices matter games where it's just like, tell me what you want to do. And then it gives you two options. And it's like, good option, bad option. Mm-hmm. This one does a lot of, like, niche kind of stuff in game mm-hmm. rather than let's break out of the game and make a decision. And then you make a decision and then things happen from there. Mm-hmm. It's like every single thing that you do has a consequence yeah. to it. Yeah. Well, that's true to life. I mm-hmm. mean, and I think that's something that video games are getting better at maybe they've always been like that is when telling those types of stories that it's i don't know i feel like there's video games where like you do something bad or like the the first person shooter games where you're like killing people and there's like no consequences for killing all of those people it's to win the game Mm -hmm. but when you have stories like this it's like oh if you kill some somebody like you can literally see like your morality meter like get worse and i don't know yeah it's it's true to life there's consequences for everything that you do everything that you do whether it be a good consequence or a bad consequence Mm -hmm. there are consequences then the next thing i wrote down as my big topic was cowboy and adventures (laughs) (laughs) i think i wrote something funny down too in my notes hang on i want to no i want to be funny too i want to be funny okay i'll go on while you're looking for that so the big cowboy adventure like anything you think you you wanted to do as a cowboy you can do you can like you can hunt huge game like big old bears and crocodiles you can have saloon fights and bar fights and all that good stuff you have standoffs there's yeah train robberies oh my gosh they're so fun because like you have to ride your horse up at the speed of the train and then jump from the train from the horse to the train and then you have to shoot the conductor, pull the brakes and then you can go and rob it. And I So the horses are nice. I like the horse physics. <laughs> but here's the thing. Um I was playing and I I was I was playing and I was having a good time and I was like, "Okay, cool. I need to leave this town because um I did a bad thing." because i well so i had done a good thing because there's this guy that had, that was like mentally unstable that had kidnapped some guy and made him dress up as his kid son who i guess had died or something oh my god um and so i had i had saved the the guy that was kidnapped and then i shot the dude that had kidnapped him but then he owned like a gun store and i was like well he he's dead might as well take some of his ammo and then I did, but then someone saw me through the window taking ammo and like, I'm going to go tell the police. <laughs> and they did. And I was like, ah, oh, crap. And so I sort of ran and then I ran over these train tracks and I was like, I got to call my horse. And so I start whistling for my horse. <gasps> Whistling physics are great, by the way. <gasps> oh, Every no. time that you click the whistle button, if it if you click it short, it does a quick whistle. If you click it, click it for a long time, it is a long whistle. I love it. It's mm-hmm. so great. But uh, my horse got hit by a train and then... Uh... <laughs> How is that? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have to read you this. this my horse got hit by a train. I, I literally, I, I was like, I ran over it and I was like, oh man, I need to get out of here. And then I hear, ka-chum, ka-chum, ka-chum. and I was like, oh no, because I'd already whistled. And I was like, oh God. And so I kept whistling <laughs> frantically. I was like, come on, come on, come on. And then I saw my horse galloping and I saw the train. And it was just like, like he, he like ran over the train tracks and then he stopped. And I was like, no! <laughs> And he just flies over. And I'm like, no, bolt, my horse. He stopped. <laughs> he was so close, too. It would have been an epic moment when he was like, oh, he made it past the train. No, nope. bam. Goodbye, horse. 
So I had to pick his saddle off of him, run up to some random guy's horse, and just put my saddle on his no, horse. No, you can and steal then ran a horse. Away. Yeah, you can steal anything. No! And then eventually I found out that I had a horse reviver, which apparently brings your horse back from the brink of death. And I was like, oh, no, I can go get my horse back. So I run back to go find my dead horse's carcass and it's gone. And I'm like, OK, fine. I guess I don't get to have my cool horse anymore. What a sad I story. I guess I don't get pulled back. Oh, man. I have to. I know. I know. That was. Thank you for that. That was great. I have to read you this comment, though, because I was watching a video on. The, the video game and I was going through the comments to see if like there was any like good tips and stuff but somebody commented <laughs> I'll try and get through it as best as I can it says I can't tell you how many times my horses or my horse has ran full speed into a wagon or another rider at once trying to avoid a wagon it walked right off of a waterfall once rip cabbage you beautiful brain dead glue factory <laughs> 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 God, the horses are so stupid. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I needed that. We got funny horse stories. Funny <laughs> horse stories. The the quintessential funny horse story. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah other than the horses like it, the game is super intricate like there's anything that you wanted to do as a cowboy you could do anyway so the game's super intricate and there's like there's there's a whole bunch of like gun management you have to keep your guns clean to keep them working well mm -hmm. um there's horse bonding right and so and the longer you ride a horse the more skills it learns the more it trusts you and the further away it can you can call it and it'll come to you um right now my horse hates me because i stole it after my horse died. Um, and then the hats. Oh my God, the hat physics. The hats? The hat physics. What do you, when you think of a cowboy, what do you think of? Cowboy hat? I guess. Cowboy hat. A lasso can, and a gun. Lasso and a, you have those two things. You have those three things and a cowboy hat, right? You can pick from a, a, a myriad of cowboy hats, of just a wide array of cowboy hats. You can kill people just for their hats. When someone shoots you and gets close to your head, your hat flies off. And then you have to go and pick up your hat to put it back on. I spent 20 minutes looking for my hat because I had gotten in a shootout and there were like 30 hats. And I was like, which one is my hat? And so I was trying on hats left and right. And I couldn't, I couldn't find it. And then it was just like, well, time to go buy a new hat, I guess. You had 30 free hats. Yeah, but I didn't want any of those hats. I wanted the one specific hat that I had purchased. So I had to go find another hat, purchase or something. I don't remember what I did. But it was just me and like a bloody field. The police are on their way. And I'm just trying on hats like there's no time in the world. The true cowboy I dream. Imagine you in a video game. Oh my god! Just standing there for like thirty minutes, just trying on hats. <laughs> like this. That's that is what you want in a cowboy There's game. There's like a shootout happening behind you or something. Or there's a bar fight, and you're just walking around the square trying on hats. <laughs> trying on people's hats, and stealing their hats. Um, what's the, the there's but the, you're so happy about it like you put it on your hat you're like he's not this way <laughs> there's that bit in Pirates of the Caribbean when Jack Sparrow is trying on everyone hats everyone's hats oh during gosh. the bar scene it's that, <laughs> that was the that was the vibe, was the vibe. <laughs> we got oh, trying man. on hats and we got dead horses <laughs> no and hats on dead horses <laughs> I found the title. <laughs> can't wait for this one to come out and that title to oh go my up God. oh man oh yeah but it's just it, it fits that cowboy theme it's the closest like red dead redemption one was good but it was, it's old it's dated red dead redemption 2 kicks ass in the cowboy department it is if you want to play a good cowboy game that is the only game that i can recommend 
it's 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 just it has all of the elements for a cowboy game. It the characters are all interesting. The gameplay is interesting. It's intricate. There's you know everyone's got their own play style. You there's so many different things you can do. You can devote your time to, um, and it's just fun. It is just fun. And don't call your horse over the train tracks. <laughs> you know the game did that on purpose. No. You know it did. It saw that and it was like this is the perfect. This is too oh, funny. This is too <laughs> funny. And the game was like lagging when I was playing it because it's such a big game that it was just like it couldn't load everything in. And so my horse is just like stopping and starting and then it stopped and I was like, oh great, it's No! Bolt! Oh my god. Oh my it did god. it on purpose. It was like, oh it's lagging. Oh he wants his horse. He doesn't get his horse. <laughs> and then like That's after that like perfect. i i lassoed though because i was trying to get away but i thought maybe he'd wake back up so i had lassoed him and i was drag i dragged no, him probably stop. 200 stop. feet <laughs> while the police were searching for me and i'm just dragging a horse across this road and then some guy sees me dragging my horse and i just i just nod to him like i tip my hat and i just keep dragging my horse along <laughs> then I put a hat on him, and then he was looking great for a picture, and so I had to take a picture of him. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, play Dead, play Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, put hats on. Not horses. for the cowboy, not for like the the real cowboy experience. For the dead horse. For the dead horse dragging. <laughs> that, ten out of ten, dead horse dragging simulator is is something I would play. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> okay <laughs> let's move How on how much is this game i'm gonna buy this game <laughs> it's like 60 bucks right it's now it's 30 dollars 30 dollars at walmart 30 dollars i don't have 30 dollars uh, i just this, spent uh, this episode is sponsored by dead horses <laughs> <laughs> you had you you snuck it in <laughs> <laughs> you can drag them don't beat them <laughs> put little hats on them <laughs> <laughs> for all your dead horse and needs <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> okay recommendations <laughs> okay i have one okay so, um, my recommendation is, it's not your typical cowboy, but um, I recommend Cowboy Bebop, which is an anime released in the 90s, um, 1990s, not the 1890s. I know we've been on the 19th century kind of track, but they didn't have anime back in the 19th century, I don't think. Are you sure? I'm sure. Are you fucking kidding me? No, they didn't have anime back then. <laughs> I'm a dick. Um, they didn't have movies. How the heck were they gonna have animated TV listen, shows? Listen, listen. You said it with such conviction <laughs> oh that I had to question it. Oh my god. Okay, but yeah, it is. It is defined by most people as a space cowboy drama. Uh, the the story is there's this bounty hunter named Spike uh, who's trying to make ends meet by you know getting bounties and such, and it's sort of the escapades of him. And um, his group of bounty hunters as it grows and, and, you know, the things that they do and the hijinks that they get into, it, it becomes sad later on, um, which I won't talk about, won't spoil. But it is good. It's, it's very well animated. It is, um, you know, it's got that Western vibe. It's got the shootouts. It's got the, uh, it's got the you know, the Lone Ranger. It's, it's got outlaws. It's got lawlessness. It's got wide open spaces. Um, and it's just the soundtrack is incredible. Yeah, 10 out of 10, would recommend Cowboy Bebop as my Western. Oh, 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 Randy's random oh, thought of the no. day. Wow, that's interesting. Why is Houston like a square? Like, if you look at the major cities, like if you look at New York, if you look at Chicago, if you look at Los Angeles, they just got highways, freeways moving right through them. Why do we have a big circle and then like lines that go like... 
And then another big circle. And then another big circle. And then we're currently building another... Big circle. Big circle. But I feel like that's so smart, though. Like, why don't other cities do that? I feel like it's so easy to get where you're going. Well, here's the thing. Would you rather go in a circle around a town or a line straight through it? But we do have lines that go straight through it. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know why other cities don't do it. Maybe take a note from Houston, stupid cities. But, like, uh, like San Antonio, like, even in, I wanted to say it was, like, a Texas thing. But San Antonio does it as well. Though San Antonio only has one ring. And I think they're currently building a second ring. But Dallas doesn't have it. It does make a lot of sense, though. I mean, they are, one of them is a tollway. So we've got the 610 loop, which is the inner loop of the city. Right outside of downtown, mm -hmm. um, and you use that to get around downtown if you don't want to, you know, take the the roads in downtown. Um, and then outside of that loop is is the the Beltway Eight or the Sam Houston Tollway. Both they're the same thing, um, and that goes all the way around the outskirts of Houston because you know there's Houston proper, and then outside of Houston, it sort of conglomerized a bunch of smaller towns that now considered are considered part of Houston. Um, and so that sort of gets you around to those places. And then now they're building another one, which is going to get you around Houston entire. Yeah, like, it's crazy. The other thing that I was thinking about is, like, you have the people in, in downtown, and we think of them as, like, rich people, right? Yeah. Like, because they can afford to live downtown. Yeah. And then you have people living on the outskirts of Houston in big mansion homes, and you're like, those are rich people. But then there's like this just but like between downtown, between the center and the very outskirts, you you got rich people. And then in the middle, you got not so rich people. Yeah. But like why? They're trying to box us off in case we revolt. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. That's smart. <laughs> but like cause I had to drive a really long distance today and I, I got all the way out there. Like you could see where it happened. You could see the break of like this is the suburbs. These are like the like the lesser, like I don't know how to say it like nicely, but you know, there's like there's lesser developed areas or not yeah, so like it's not the rich people areas. It's not the rich people areas, but you could see the line. Like I crossed the street that went from the not so nice areas to the really nice areas. Yeah. And like, but why why how why? gerrymandering but why are they out there why aren't they closer because if they're out there then they're like further away from downtown they don't have to deal with the downtownisms of downtown and then maybe they have bit more land out there that they can have i but guess like who cares just live i want to live out there I know, but I can't because with the it, with the career that I want to go into, I got to be close to downtown. I'm not making an hour drive every day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyways, my recommendation. No, Randy's random thought of the day. Wow, that was interesting. I've already talked about this movie before, but I'm going to talk about it again because I really liked it. I'm slowly realizing that I haven't seen as many westerns as I thought I had seen, and the ones that I have watched were because of my boyfriend. So <laughs> good old boyfriends making you watch cowboys. He really rounds me out because I watch a lot of romance and horror movies, and then he makes me watch the action movies, and so like I'm slowly getting a like a better like idea of like the films as a whole. We started watching Marvel. Like, we're starting with the first one, Iron Man. Never seen it. I'm so excited to go through the whole... So are you starting with, like, are you doing it in chronological order or the order it was released? See, that's what the thing is. I think we're doing it in the order that they were released. Because if you're doing Iron Man before Captain America, then yes. Yeah. Because I had asked him that before we started, because he's a very big Marvel fan. And so I was like, I, the one thing that I know is that there's two ways of watching. You can watch in chronological order, or you can watch in the in the way it was released. And I think he said the way it was released was better, or at least more authentic, because that's how they like intended it to be. Yeah. Because that's how the studio like released them. If they had wanted you to watch them in chronological order, they would have created them in chronological yeah, and order. Yeah, and with that, you seeing they released, you you don't have that problem of like realizing there's a loose end mm -hmm. in the middle of it. Like those loose ends fade away as they did with regular people mm -hmm. when you watched it. So. Yeah. Anyways, um. Anyways, so the, the what I'm gonna recommend is uh, Django Unchained, and we talked about this before in one of our movies. I think about like color or sound. One of them. It was... No, right, it right? was 
shots. It was, I remember Cin- talking about the specific cinematography. Sh- cinematography. cinematography. I think I, think I talked about it yeah. in cinematography. Yeah. Okay. But this is yeah a Western. Um, it takes place two years after the civil war and you follow, um, Django. Who, is he unchained? Yeah. <laughs> but he's <laughs> a same joke. The last I time know you did. I know you did. Um, but he's a former slave who has been taken in by this bounty hunter, I believe it is. Um, and then they go and like continue like hunting and bounty hunting together. And so they're like outcasts. He's especially an outcast because he's a a black man um right like two years after the civil war so clearly there's still unrest and people have very differing views about it i think it's a really great movie it's really long but don't let that discourage you it's really great the cinematography obviously we've already talked about is beautiful i think the story of it is incredible and the i think i spoiled the ending already in the cinematography but i won't spoil it again it's it's just it's heart-wrenching but you should watch it cool well, thanks for joining us on this intellectual journey, my smarties. My smarties. <laughs> smarties. Um, oh, can you imagine if we were sponsored by smarties? And every time <gasps> we said that, oh my god, they were like, we got money. We got like two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or maybe maybe we can't say that, and we're gonna have to pay them royalty fees. Oh, maybe not. Oh uh, well, let's just not tell anyone. Yeah. Anyway, catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Media for the Intellectually Impoverished is produced by Trey Taylor Smith and Miranda Randy Zapes. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MFTII Podcast or email us at MFTII Podcast at gmail.com. That's MFT2I's Podcast. Thanks for listening.